Hey guys, this is going to be part two of our top five favorite American cities where there should be no complaining. So I hope you enjoy. So my my number two and one were very challenging for me to, to choose. And I should also mention that I also lived in Philly, but I only lived there for like three months. And so I know that the cutoff point is like five days, but I, I feel as though the time period that I was in Philly, I didn't get a, a, a real opportunity to see what Philly was. And so what that did is put me into a position where number two for me is going to be New Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> and I, I, I have to say that I think the majority of people who actually go to New Haven, the only reason that they're going there is because of Yale University. And and so much so that once I moved there, everywhere I went, every store owner would ask, oh, where are you coming in from? And, you know, oh, you, you must be studying, you must be a student. Oh, what are you studying? And you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'd just say, like, actually, no, I'm, I'm not a student. I'm not going to Yale. I just decided to kind of move here off the cuff because... You know, it's between Boston and New York, and I can get to either one of those cities on the cheap for, you know, le less than an hour to an hour and a half commute. And so it, it felt like a good and affordable place to go. What I didn't know prior to moving there is that while Yale University is present, it's also the third most, or while I was there, the third most dangerous city in the country. Now, that being said, what I think that that ended up creating, and this is one of the reasons why I liked Fort Bragg, unfortunately I didn't get to go into those details. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a city. Is that I, I think that those two factors ended up creating a real camaraderie with the people who lived there. Especially the people who grew up there because they weren't the Yale students or the Yaleans as, as they called them. And so I was kind of accepted into that that local culture that existed there. And the friendships that I built while I was living in New Haven were some that have continued on through through the rest of my life. And, and the people that I met there are unlike anyone that I, I have ever encountered. And they claim that their pizza is the best in the country. And if you're familiar with New Haven, you know this whole fucking narrative. But I'm just going to go ahead and put a stop to that, and I'm going to say I went to Frank Pepe's, I went to Modern, I went to Bar, I went to the Spots, and they're not as good as pizza that you can get in New York City. For a dollar Easy. a slice. Easy. Now, until recently, they did have the very best sushi I've ever had in the entire country at this place called Mia's. I won't talk about them very much since they're going to be shutting down, but they were the first sustainable sushi restaurant in the United States, and they did an amazing job at making that accessible and approachable. So that being said, walkable, bikeable, you know, you've got culture because you've got Yale, so if you want to really do a deep dive on something, you've got people around that you can do. Kind of an underdeveloped city, so I, I had a lot of opportunities to work on projects and, and even take over some abandoned spaces legally that I, I probably wouldn't have been able to do in other parts of the country. So overall, I think my, my favorite things about it was lots of resources available, but not a lot of people that are actually remaining in New Haven 
to put those resources to use. The majority of these people, the minute they got a chance to move away, whether they were a Yale student or a local, they moved away. And so this place was 100% potential. And I loved that. That was a really solid wrap up. And I feel like now looking back, I wish I had a chance to do this over because like I mostly, especially for New Orleans, I didn't talk about like why it's a, I mean, I sort of did, but like, you know, there are certain things about it that are good about the accessibility and everything. Um, that being said, my number two is New York. <laughs> so, not my number one, uh, but I do I, I do love New York. That was the city growing up that, you know, like I'm from Jersey and New York was always like the cool place to go. And no offense, I know that every other Jersey 8 out there is like, fuck you, we got Asbury Park, we got the shore, we got, you guys, you know better. <laughs> you just, you just know. Like, New York's a better city. It just is. Uh, it's got everything. It's got five boroughs. It's got uh, an incredibly complicated and ridiculous and oftentimes non-working subway system and buses and it like there are ways to get around you could also just walk it i mean honestly like if you just wanted the, the the island of manhattan i think is 15 miles it's really not that big so you got everything you need it literally doesn't sleep they are not exaggerating if you want a laundromat or a pizza place or sushi or whatever at four in the morning you'll find it there's nothing that you won't get you can find anything you need and you can blend in completely which I think is also really nice if you're someone who's trying to reinvent themselves or someone who's just trying to get away from whatever situation you're trying you're in you can really just like just go there and like you won't there's gonna be nothing that stands out about you even if you walk out there like buck naked and you paint your head like a clock People just be like, whatever. Yeah, they'll just move around you like a stream. I, I, I posted and, and commented on this video on that I saw on Tumblr where this dude was like, literally during COVID, dressed like a rat, like a, a whole rat outfit, and he was pulling with his mouth a fake plush pizza up a flight of stairs in the New York subway system. And this guy like was clearly r- like rushing to catch his train, looked at the dude with the rat, didn't even like flinch and just jumped over the rail again, caught his train. Like, I don't have time to react to this. I just got to get on with my life. And so like, yeah, there's really nothing you can do in New York that's going to make people be like, that person is a fucking weirdo. Everyone's going to like live their lives. So really you can reinvent yourself there if you want to. It's incredibly expensive. And it's a city that definitely wants to like belly bump you out there like a sumo wrestler from the ring. So you gotta be tough, you gotta stick it out. But like it's if you're if you're willing to do that, it's got any kind of food you can imagine, any kind of drugs you can imagine, any kind of friend you can imagine, any kind of anything you can imagine, it's there and it's available 24-7. So for that reason, New York City is absolutely so you, my number two. You chose New York as number two because they have drugs. Is that what I said? <laughs> I wish that you guys could see the face that I'm making right now. Because that's not what the fuck I said, is it? No, it's not. What I said was, it's an incredibly accessible city 
They've got a whole lot of things. You can blend in. You can change yourself there. I don't think I said drugs except maybe once or twice. <laughs> so now he's just got to jump all over my dick because I said the thing about how Fort Bragg is in an extra. <laughs> Moving on. What's your number one? Okay. So th- this, again, was really challenging for me. And, I, and I've got to say, I chose this as my number one and it's probably not a city that I would move back to. That being said, as far as what I look for in a city, and and these days I'm kind of looking outside of the city, so I think that that, that probably kind of blends in here. Number one for me is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Here's the deal. Okay. Here's the deal. Uh, as far as recession goes... I mean, you chose... New Haven and Pittsburgh is your top. I one know, and two. <laughs> I know, and and there's reasons for it. Okay. You know, I'm a poor person. Like, I I have a challenging time getting jobs that that pay me more than fifteen dollars an hour, and so I have to choose places that accommodate that. I'm, I'm gonna, j- I, I will jump out on this. Huck seems to think that fifteen dollars an hour is poverty wages. This is what recently, recently, recently we are embattled with Congress and Senate to try and get for minimum wage. But right now, minimum wage is still seven twenty-five. Right. So Huck thinks that twice that is poverty. I do, and I and I will maintain that. Like, and I think that everyone does deserve that amount of money. And I still think that with that amount of, uh, amount of money, people would be struggling. And so, like the the cities that I'm choosing, I I think reflect. The, the challenges that come with living a low-income life. And so, uh, as far as that goes, Pittsburgh is on the tops. They, they've got an interesting kind of setup. It's, it's almost like what Portland was before Portland was gentrified. And that's one of the things that I really loved about it. You know, it's a city of bridges. It's got rivers. I love good bridge. Oh, yeah. It's got rivers that cut through it. And so, like, that, that aspect of it is amazing. The city itself was part of the beautification processes that was happening during the the years when parks were being built, when libraries were being built. In fact, the first library in the United States is in Braddock, which is which is basically a borough of Pittsburgh. And so everything around you is just beautiful and designed to inspire. And what's fascinating about that also is that, you know, it's part of the Rust Belt. This was a city that was wealthy when the when the steel industry was booming. And so what what's fascinating about it is all of those people, when the steel industry collapsed, fled Pittsburgh. And so you're surrounded by these just amazing, like astonishing buildings with tons of beautiful architecture, and they're abandoned. And so like you know, you've got that going on, then you've got big tech money coming in. So you've got Uber and Google, for example, that have one of their headquarters there. You've got two amazing universities that are there. You've got PNC headquarters that's there. And so you you have this mashup of jobs that are accessible for people like me. You have high-end jobs with an unlimited cap. And... You, you have tons of spaces around the city that are just wanting for opportunity. Abandoned neighborhoods, abandoned buildings, and therefore you have all of these creatives that are just begging 
for people to come in and put on projects. And so with that being said, it of course really attracts a, a younger demographic of people who are trying to get their lives started. And so you end up with people who are in the range of, I would say, about 23 years of age to about 35 who are already homeowners. And like you can buy a house in Braddock, for example, for like $10,000. And so like that's why I think Pittsburgh is my number one, is because regardless of your age or your income or your situation, if you move to a city like this, there is plenty of opportunity to go around. And I will have to say that you need to like the cold and you probably need to like sports because it's the most ferocious sports city that I have ever lived in. So they've got the Steelers, which is an NFL team. What's what, what is the other one? Hockey? The Penguins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- those two were the big ones that I picked up on. And then, of course, there were other other sports stuff that was going what, on. Do they have, I honestly don't know. Do they have a baseball team? I Probably. You know? <laughs> like, but, basketball? Like, uh, honestly, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. And you know why I know about the Penguins and I know about the Steelers? Because they're such a sports city that whenever the city buses are going by, they have big neon signs on the top of the bus that say go Steelers or go Penguins which is not anything I encountered anywhere else well you did in Philly Uh, well I wasn't in Philly very long Um, you know and people like you knew when there was a game because everyone in the city was wearing the terrible towel or wearing the, the black and yellow like it it was it was very cool you know I'll, I'll stop there. I don't want to go on too long because I, I could go on for a while about why I liked this city that I probably won't go back to. So my number one was Philadelphia. Um, and I will definitely say, like, they they definitely do love their sports there. They they love their Eagles. They love their 76ers, etc. I think it's funny that I picked Pittsburgh and you picked Philly. <laughs> well... You lived there, and you know I spent more time in Philadelphia. You only came to see me. You really were only there for a few months. Yeah. But I, I do believe that if you had spent more time there with me, if COVID hadn't happened, and your mom hadn't gotten sick, and we just stayed, then I think you'd be with me. Yeah. It's, I, the, it is honestly like the best American city I've ever lived in, and I will tell you why. It's got everything, culture-wise, food-wise, everything else-wise that New York has, but in an affordable package. What it doesn't have, which is dumb, is blue laws that make any kind of goddamn sense. Yeah. So, like, bars close at stupid early o'clock. You can't, the liquor stores close stupid early. And it's incredibly expensive to get food. So you gotta drive to New Jersey. Literally, you have to drive over the river to New Jersey to get affordable alcohol if you want to. But, but... I lived in an apartment that was right by, I could walk to downtown if I wanted to, I could walk to the Italian market if I wanted to, I could get on the subway and take it anywhere I wanted to. I had, everything was accessible, everything was affordable. Of course there are expensive places, it's a city, you know, in America, of course there are. Beautiful houses and beautiful old apartment buildings and places with pools that were really cool. But for my little like shithole walk-up apartment, it was very agreeably, very affordable, very agreeable, very very nice. And like I said, like I was, uh, I think I timed it out so like it was a four-minute walk 
from my apartment door to the subway platform where I need to either go north or south. And then if I needed to go east or west, I would take the subway to the east or west line. And then that would be another, you know, four or five minutes. So you pretty much get wherever you need to go in at worst a half an hour for the same price. So it was, God, I honestly, it was $1.50. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was, or $1.25. I don't remember because I had a, a card that you just like swipe and you get through and you like re-up it whenever you need to. But it was public transportation wise, it was the same cost for the subway, for the bus, or for the trolley. If you wanted to do any of those things, you could get to the airport very easily. You could get to Botanical Gardens, the zoo, like any kind of the the National Historic Monuments, like anything you wanted to do really easily. And then you could just spit and hit a, a bar or a church. So like everything was accessible. The bodegas were amazing. There were fantastic food everywhere. And like some of the best, some of the best food I've ever had was had in that city. And people were super nice. I, I really, I just, I, as far as accessibility in a proper city where people like, you'll hear 14 different languages on the, your subway ride. Like uh, that's what I'm looking for when I look for a place to live. I got that and I got it for super cheap and I loved it. I, I'm man, I miss that city. That was the best city I've ever, ever lived in. So out of all the cities that I've ever lived in or, or had friends in, because I've got friends all over the country, I heard more from people living in Philly that they had been jumped than I, I had heard from anywhere else. Never okay. happened to me. Never happened to me. And I knew people that happened to, for sure. But, and I don't want to like ever blame the victim, but the two people that I know that it did happen to, one was a dude who was walking around after two o'clock by himself in a pretty rough area. Another was a dude walking by himself and he was shit-faced, like, basically, like, telegraphing to everyone, like, please come roll me. <laughs> and he, yeah, that happened. But I personally never had any problems, ever, 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 ever. And I lived there for almost two years and did not have any issues. Like, dudes were gross, like they are in any city. Yeah. And, like, people propositioned me for stuff, but no one ever put hands on me or hurt me, or mugged me, or anything. It yeah. was, the only people that I knew that that happened to were dudes, who honestly were out by themselves after hours when they really shouldn't have been. Like, just, you know, it's any city. Don't yeah. go somewhere by yourself. Yeah. After two o'clock, after closing hour, if you're walking around by yourself, you're probably gonna get jumped. Just don't do that. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I am gonna say, like, don't blame the city when it happens. Be smart about it. Any city is dangerous. You just have to be responsible. And so I would not say Philly was more dangerous than New York or New Orleans, which were both, especially New Orleans, you know, that was like the murder capital of the world for a while. And honestly, like 2020 was apparently extra super bad. And 
I wasn't there then, but I do know that I lived there for a really long ass time. And of all the complaints I had about New Orleans, I never once had any, like uh, people stole my bike. That happened multiple times, but like that sort of just happens in any city. Yeah. But no one ever touched me. No one ever assaulted me. No one ever like mugged me at gunpoint. Like those things didn't happen to me because I was a responsible city dweller. <laughs> and my bike got stolen because I was stupid and I locked it up outside with a stupid U-lock that wasn't a strong one. So that could just be, you know, it happens. But yeah, no, I won't. I don't like these claims that certain cities are more dangerous than others. If you want really dangerous cities, tend to be the ones that like are the the, the quiet ones. Mm. Like New Haven, I bet it's pretty dangerous. Well, yeah, like I said, third, third most dangerous. And uh, one of my housemates actually watched someone out of the the windows of one of the houses on our block get murdered. Uh, like again, while they were watching through the window. So yeah, New Haven has some stuff going on. I heard someone get murdered in New Orleans, but I didn't see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not on the list. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, and that was horrible, and it did make news headlines. It's, you know, the my, my here's my issue about calling a city dangerous. You can say a city is dangerous because they have things that happen there, but does it affect? everyone's lives and I mean obviously like if we're all human beings who love each other then it affects our lives but my point is can you just like go through your day to day without being affected personally by a criminal attacking you or hurting you and in all the cities I listed no like you'll you'll live your life and no one will fuck with you if you if you if you try to buy drugs from strangers yeah then yeah you know that will affect you or if you get rolled up on by someone trying to sell you drugs yeah that happened to me in New Haven (laughs) I was hanging out on the street corner waiting for my friend to meet up with me and this car rolled up and rolled down their window and they were like what you looking for and And you were like honestly nothing yeah good and they left left. yeah Yeah, see so it's fine yeah my advice to everyone is don't try to buy drugs from strangers in a city (laughs) you've never lived in yeah or maybe at all. <laughs> Probably at all. But definitely, like, you need to have lived somewhere for a while so you know a couple of connections. Yeah. Uh, the second thing would be don't ever, ever walk around by yourself at night in places you're unfamiliar with. The third one would be don't tell people that you have money. Don't go to the bar and start pulling I, your wallet out. Don't carry cash. cash. Yeah, don't carry cash. Some cities that could be a problem, like New York and Philly. Like, those are, those are cash cities. But, like, if you're anywhere else, don't carry cash. New Orleans is also a cash city. Part of it was because right after Katrina, they had to uh, switch to cash only because a lot of their credit card operations weren't working. And then the credit card companies would charge them a lot of money to use the credit card there, so they would prefer cash. And there are a lot of places that don't accept cards. They are cash only. But, yeah, those places will have ATMs. So my advice to you would be to accept the $3 ATM fee... (laughs) Spend your cash at that bar, and then don't have any cash with you when you get into the Uber. That's going to take you directly to your hotel, or your Airbnb, or whatever gentrifying shit you're using. <laughs> because you'll get robbed otherwise. And not that you should, but you know, it happens. It happens. Be responsible. It's called city smart. Yeah. Be city smart. 
So that's our list. And, and you know, this is... Uh, I'm probably going to split this into two episodes. Uh, you'll probably know that, because if you're hearing this, then I've already been in, split into two episodes. But yeah, that's our list of five cities. If you have anything that you want to argue with us about, <laughs> or just tell us how wrong we are, please feel free. Do that. I would love to I hear I dare you. <laughs> Huck is being more antagonistic than I am. <laughs> I am excited to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. And and I will also put out there that as far as cities go, you know, COVID has obviously impacted cities in, in a really great way. So, you know, as again, would I would I return to some of these cities? I don't know. To live in, I mean. To visit, obviously. But to live in, I don't know. Now that COVID has happened. But that that's a conversation for me. Yeah, we're just saying these are the cities that we've lived in or spent time in that we've really, really enjoyed. Some of us complained for a really long time about certain of them that I'm, I'm probably going to just edit it out. So, anyway, love you guys. Let me know what you think. Bye.